Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my two co-hosts tonight, Jacob and Raker. Hello. Hey. All right, so we are here, obviously, to review Thor Love and Thunder. So um, I guess... Uh, question is <laughs> did it live up to everyone's expectations Ooh, that's a great that's a good way to start this yeah gotcha. um honestly just, yeah okay you're going with yeah uh i'm gonna go with no oh i'm gonna go with no as much as i enjoyed the movie uh it did not meet the you know i went in there with really high expectations and it did not meet them so whether that's fair on my behalf or not yeah, we'll see. That's fair. My my biggest concern was going into this was uh, Christian Bale, honestly. Oh. That that was the big, like, I wouldn't say yeah. worry, but it was more of a, like, I don't know how well it was, he was going to fit. And I was very pleasantly surprised. So he, it definitely exceeded my expectations in that regard. Yeah. I, I think we're, I, it did not exceed my expectations or meet my expectations um because everything i was expecting more guardians of the galaxy time mm -hmm. um not that because you know they're one of my favorite ones you know favorite uh parts can't you know whatever the marvel universe characters in the marvel universe mcu rather but just because it seems like every time i saw a trailer i saw guardians of the galaxy and i thought okay they're gonna get at least 10 minutes of screen time <laughs> you know not three. Yeah, um, that was a little surprising. Yeah, I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. The scenes with you know what I mean. That was all funny, no doubt. It was everything I had hoped. 
but I, I think we could have used him a little more, uh, especially at the end. But I'll save that for spoiler time. Yeah, I tell you what, I I was um, kind of in line with you with you, Raker, um, mm. in that I okay. I think you know you can make an argument. Maybe my expectations were too high for it, but I I guess I just expected more than well, we got. Um, oops, sorry. I guess I just expected more out of it because uh, I think Ragnarok was so good. And I knew the tone. I knew what the tone was probably going to be, given Taika Waititi was back as director. Uh, But I don't know. I guess I just maybe thought it was going to just be uh, maybe a level or two better than it ended up being. I, I think some of the jokes for me didn't land ah you know what i've um, heard other people say that i thought some of them did i mean there's you know it's, it's taika watiti right so the the comedy's right. there clearly uh I, I guess the ratio of the jokes that landed in ragnarok were higher for me than the jokes here um but that's just a personal you know preference there i guess uh not even just preference just you know I mean, comedy is subjective, so yeah. like, it's not everything's going to hit with everybody. True, right? Um, so I mean, overall, I mean, it has a lot of positives, though. Obviously, the acting was certainly on point, but yeah, in uh, some of the action sequences were really good. Um, oh, geez. All right, you guys keep going here. I gotta. Okay. <laughs> so. You know, ultimately, I think that while some of the stuff really worked for me, um, the acting was great, and there were some excellent plot Some of the action sequences were really good. Some of them, though, I'll be honest, I was a little like, eh, I don't know. Some of that CGI just wasn't maybe quite up to par. Um, yeah, it's it's a little weird when it comes to like magic stuff sometimes as well like i feel like that's kind of gonna be a real struggle for this kind of magic compared to like dr strange level mm-hmm. i don't know i i definitely can agree with it there there were some parts that could have used a little bit better mm-hmm. but i don't know it's it's one of those things it's so hard to kind of get that kind of stuff locked down yeah yeah, I know what you mean there. I mean, when it comes to like the some of the kind of mind of bending, you know, <laughs> visuals, you're not going to get better than probably Doctor Strange, just yeah. given the nature. Like, of, it's really hard to get that right outside of Doctor Strange. But you know, but I, I it's weird because I, I read I've read articles recently about some of the working conditions. I guess that seem to. That well, that some of the CGR CGI artists are, you know, alleging. Yeah, in Marvel in general right now. And you know, um, that's just you know what I've what I've heard, what I've read, and everything. But so you know, given the crunch that exists, I'm sure it's insane, you know. But still, you know, I just have to we just have to judge the movie based on what we're seeing. 
CGI oh, yeah. from the most part was I thought quite excellent, but there were times that I thought, well, you know, maybe not not quite as high end, high quality as as I thought maybe it would be. But by and large, I thought the movie was shot well. I thought the uh, you know, I thought the act like I said, I thought the actors really brought it. I, I thought Natalie Portman was was very good in yeah. this movie. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I've always liked her as an actress. I think that she's, you know, always been very talented. Um, you know, all the way back when she first was in the professional, and then she, you know, grew up and you know, I, I know, she gets panned a lot, uh, at least to a degree in huh. some of the Star Wars prequels. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't pan her for bad writing. It's yeah, I mean, <laughs> in your in the directing, I I I think that yeah, you know, we got to look at that. But it, it I, she's always been a really good a really good actress, and she's always given I think, you know, very good performances. Yeah, so, I mean, I want to see how well you uh, act across. Hayden Christensen's line of I hate sand. No. It gets everywhere. Yeah. Like, how the hell are you going <laughs> to act with that kind of dialogue, man? Like, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. There's just... So, yeah. yeah I, th- like, I, think, I think she did a good job in this movie, right? Like, Oh, with, yeah. She did great. Yeah. Yeah, she did do well. Yeah, I mean, her... I was expecting a little bit more time with her and Valkyrie together. Yeah, I was talking to someone today, and they said how they felt. They said the movie felt rushed. I don't know you if know. I would say rushed. I just I think they definitely edited some a lot out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would be curious to see the deleted scenes, or I don't know. I think Taika Waititi kind of shit on uh, director's cuts recently. Mm if I recall correctly, but I, I would like to see some, some of the stuff that didn't make it into the theatrical version. Huh. Cause I feel like there's definitely more there than they showed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I probably should mention here since we're oh. already into this, that, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that Thor love and thunder, it was released here on July 8th, uh, directed by Taika Waititi, with a story written by Taika Waititi, Jennifer Caton Robinson, and obviously, you know, if you have watched any of these movies, then you clearly know who Thor is, Chris Hemsworth, obviously we've talked about Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, um, Tessa Thompson, um, somebody that I was really excited to see back was Jamie Alexander as uh, Sif, because... Mm. You know, she showed up yeah. in the first one. She was kind of a big supporting player there. She was briefly, I think, uh, trying to remember back to Thor the Dark World. I mean, I can't blame you for not wanting I, to remember that. I kind of blot that out of my memory. Yeah. Um, but I know she was in that at least briefly, I think. And then we never really, we, we didn't see her again until Loki. Until um, Loki, yes. Until the, the TV show Loki. And then we saw her here. So I was I was actually pretty excited to see her back, um, mm-hmm. and we got Russell Crowe uh, in this as well. Uh, obviously, Dave Bautista, uh, Karen Gillan, right. um, Sean Gunn, you know Bradley Cooper, um, you know 
the whole Guardians gang, basically. Um, yeah. So and and Pratt, of course, as well. Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the chemistry that Pratt and Hemsworth have as Thor and uh, <laughs> Star Lord yeah. is, is perfect. It's like when those two are on the screen together, you're just like waiting to laugh, you know? Like seriously, oh, yeah. I, I love it. Great. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I like it because it's usually fairly brief. You know what I mean? I think if it was a whole movie, you know, and here I was mm-hmm. saying it'd be nice if it was more Guardian scenes, but you know, in a way, it's kind of nice it's not because it would probably, you know, yeah, it would get old. Real yeah, quick. there you go. There you go. <laughs> It, it's it's fun for <laughs> short periods of time because it, it like it, it would like it would get like worse than the office level of awkward humor between the two because like you would just like because like after a while you just start to get uncomfortable because like you just clearly they're kicking each other off yeah, i love it I, I, oh yeah I, it's I, great i found myself just laughing Oh yeah, like it's it's great, but like I said, it's just like if it got too yeah. much, it would just start. It, yeah, to get, if it like, got too much, then we wouldn't appreciate it as much, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So I totally agree with the chemistry uh, there with all the actors, and uh, especially like you said, Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. It's just they work off each other so well in terms of like the comedy and. And, and you can actually so. believe that there's a relationship between Thor and Jane in this one. Yeah. 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 The and chemistry I think, is actually there when it's written well. Right. I don't think, yeah, I think if you go back to the original Thor, I think the problem was just how, how everything was written. And I remember yeah. we talked about that. I, I don't, I don't remember, Jacob, were you? Yeah, it was me and you, I think. Is it me we were you? the ones okay. that did a lot of the Marvel movies. Right. And leading up to Infinity War. Right. And I and I and I remember us talking about that about um in the original The chemistry just wasn't there. But because I think it was the the dialogue was so odd that the scenes were stilted in, in the way you know, just in the way they were shot. Um Yeah. It felt like it was shoved in there out of necessity as opposed to what really felt like any kind of real organic kind of scenes mm-hmm. for the characters but i also think that on top of the fact that i think the scenes here were written so much better i also believe that natalie portman is given so much more material to work with in this movie clearly oh yeah right so like in the first one she was you know an astrophysicist but you know it, it's just She's clearly a supporting character. There wasn't a whole lot for her to do in the first movie. Where here, very much two dimensional too. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, she's got a story arc. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you know, and spoilers. I guess we may as well talk about spoilers. Um, spoiler warning is, um, mm-hmm. you know, she she has cancer in the beginning of this movie, uh, stage four, and. You know, all hope seems lost at that point. Usually, stage four doesn't uh, yeah. doesn't have a lot of happy. There, there's no coming back from that, right? And so, you know, with her character, uh, she desperate in her desperation, she you know manages to you know find that piece of uh, I can't think of the name of the of the hammer. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Thank you. Um, you know, and and it glows because of her presence, and it's like it 
it almost like realized that she is is in need and yeah it it because it recognizes her because of thor because of the connection to thor mm-hmm. it it gives her this power um which is good and uh also clearly as we see in the movie bad because it kind of speed things speeds things up which i didn't quite understand that Um, They didn't explain it very well in the movies, but in the comics, it's the same way. It's because the, whenever she transforms it completely and like changes back, it wipes her body. Like it, it, cause in essence, when she transforms, she's truly just transforming. Like, it's not like, Oh, her body is still like a human body. Like when she's mighty Thor, she becomes basically Asgardian and then she changes back to a human and it's kind of just not curing anything. She's not taking any medicine. So when she goes back, it's all still there and it's just as bad, if not worse, every time because she's not doing her treatments right. during that whole time. Right. That, that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, so we get we get this whole thing with her, and meanwhile we have we have uh, we have Thor and Guardians the Guardians of the Galaxy just running around, you know, doing missions, righting wrongs, uh, just general chaos uh, that they they create in their wake because you know it's all of them together. Uh, I love this. I love the the scene where <laughs> Thor is sitting in front of the in the tr- front of the tree or whatever, and he's just like meditating. He's like, "I'm going to sit here until someone comes and says, what was the line?'" Um, uh, they need my help. To f- they yeah. need me to fight. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then you know, Star Lord says this exact words. He's like, "Damn it, fine. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna do this. I guess let's go." Um, but I still it's great um, when, he th- when he throws his robe off or his cape or whatever, and it covers that king of that, you know, that, oh, that yeah. race. <laughs> I laughed every time I saw it on the trailer. I laughed when I saw it in the movie theater. It was but pretty good. It was good. Yeah, I, I like the. Um, <laughs> I, I like the, the subtle humor in this. Was yes. just on point. Yeah, like the yeah. like. I, I just I know it was just I don't even know if it was even planned or if they just he just ad libbed it. But um, that one could have been like an, an accident, and they're just like that's funny. Leave it in. Yeah, like I like the scene when he gets it from the tree and Starlet says that and he takes uh, Stormbreaker out and rides it like <laughs> like a witch's broom. <laughs> And the oh fact that it has God. Groot's arm because yeah. it's still Groot's arm. <laughs> so it just started growing Groot's. That was great. <laughs> uh it's yeah, there, there there's some there is some really good really good stuff in, in the movie. Um Oh yeah. I think I think a great great kick out of. Uh but then we get introduced to Gore the God Butcher. Um oh. Jacob, why don't you kind of take the lead here? Just tell me what you thought of this whole character, the way that Gore was introduced and Christian Bale's first appearance. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, I was curious how they were going to go about his justification for murdering 
all of the gods and like why he was doing it and how he was going to get the uh, oh god what's the name of the sword I'm spacing it um, the necro sword yeah um, but, but like they did it in a way that wasn't like too long but still really gave a lot like with what little we were able to see with it and man did he he was intimidating and terrifying and I, I like that they went and kind of leaned into the crazy with him mm-hmm. and I just it was I thought he did a great job and I'm kind of sad he's so like we already said spoiler I'm sad they had to kill him off because like he would have been a great villain down the road yeah, or even like a villain that maybe wasn't wouldn't be a villain next time you saw him. Yeah, like a, a character that was like he he got what he wanted, and that was his daughter to be alive. But he couldn't, like he couldn't leave a realm, or he couldn't like go. Like he was just kind of like Thanos in the fields after he snapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like retired. Like I my mission is done. Kind of deal would have been really cool to have for future stuff because I don't know. I, I did, I did really enjoy the character and I thought they did a great job with the motivation. Christian Bale's delivery was fantastic. And it's just, yeah, for as humorous as this movie was, he brought such an air of intimidation that I was I was kind of worried about him bringing, but he did a great job. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I raising, completely, I completely I'm raising agree. my hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a thing on that on our thing that has raising hand? Because that'd be cool to have. There is, actually. Is there really? Yep. Oh, cool. uh, well. oh, there it is. Yeah, you can have it up there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very raker raise his hand. Um, my only issue, and I agree 100% with Jacob. I thought Bale did a great job, and I love, you know, I like characters like that. You know what I mean? Something happens to them, and it, it literally changes them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only issue with it, and I, I do it every time, every time we watch one of these Marvel movies, is I wish they would have made him look like he does in the comics. Yeah. I honestly think, even though it would have been either through prosthetics or CG, I honestly think they still could have pulled it off, and I think uh, Bale's performance would have been just as good. Um, I mean, look at Andy Serkis when he does uh, Planet of the Apes. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could have worked. Yeah, I think it could have worked, too. And, you know, I mean, my God, we're talking aliens and gods, and you know what I mean? Like, It's not like we would have been blown away that he didn't look like you know, a human being. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, as I watched the movie, I was easily, you know, I easily put that to rest and didn't really, it didn't really bother me. But mm-hmm. in retrospect, it's one of those things, you know, because I have a lot of the issues where, you know, he's there. Um, you know, he that, I have that storyline, those couple issues. And I don't know, I, I kind of, maybe it's just because I'm used to him looking like an alien um, yeah, I saw somebody did some like fan like CG of oh, it, okay. and and it I could see kind of why they decided to go against it. Yeah, because like 
the I, I feel like it could have very easily turned into some sci-fi channel yeah. <laughs> level stuff. And I think along those lines, it would have made it a little bit harder on the girl. Yeah. In that situation, uh, love. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Yeah, I guess I I think they could have pulled it off. They could have. I think Marvel. It's Marvel. It's you know what I mean. They have the best special effects, bar none. Oh. Um, And I think it would have made it easier on Bale too, because if it you know if it wasn't like instantly. Christian Bale, you know, I'm sure there's people out there like, oh, I really liked it, but, you know, I really like his Batman better. You know what I mean? Like, if he looked like an alien, you wouldn't see Batman when you looked at him. You know? Um, that's true. You know, I mean, I'm just, you know, I know that's maybe in left field somewhere, but you know, I'm thinking about it in different ways. I, th- I think they could have pulled him off as a, you know, as an alien or a different race or whatever he was, but you know, whatever. It, I don't think it detracted from the movie. It definitely didn't make me not appreciate it as much, but I just think they could have pulled it off, you know, and mm-hmm. I have an issue with that. My other issue, and I know I probably should have mentioned this earlier, um, well, actually, I probably brought it up back with Thor Ragnarok. I just think it's interesting how with Thor, the first two movies, there's very little comedy. Like, his character, very little comedy. They're, it's very serious. You know, he's a very serious character. He's very, I don't say dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like they tried to Drax him is what with him. To me, that's what the first two felt like. Because like, I remember when we talked about it, Mike, there was a lot of jokes that they tried to do. They just didn't land. Mm. And they tried to make him this serious character that kind of didn't understand. Mm Mm-hmm like innuendo or like any kind of not serious line and it, it just didn't hit. And I think that's just because the setup for it wasn't well done in the originals. Yeah. And that's why I think this works a lot better because yeah, yeah. I think you, I don't know. I think it lends more towards Hemsworth's, yeah, I think it works towards his strengths. I think yeah. his character now is definitely more entertaining than his character in one and two. Oh god! Um, but I, you know, as I as I reflect on all the characters in the MCU, they've all stayed pretty consistent from one to mm-hmm. whatever. He's the only one that kind of went drastic. went from serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, but but you know, just just throwing that out there. I'm sure other people have said the same thing, but you know. So, but oh, I mean, uh, Loki kind of did that too. Yeah, that's yeah. Because like true. I don't know, like he went. Well, I think I think now Loki's character is better. Oh God, too, yeah. You know, I but think... like he he's always been kind of a great character. Yeah. So like, because he was definitely the best parts of one and two. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad Marvel didn't try to tie him in somehow. Yeah, you know I mean? uh, other than the uh, skits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they brought that back was so yeah. good. I loved it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> With stuff the... was going wrong, they were like, "Should should we set up a, a play for this exact moment?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like, right. I I love I love that. Yeah, I love that Matt Damon was back and uh, yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, and then they brought out Melissa McCarthy as is uh, Hella, <laughs> which yeah, I just probably my favorite performance of hers. Yep. <laughs> Outside yep. of Bridesmaids, I'll give her that one. That one was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, when it comes to Christian Bale, I, you know, again, I don't know really much about gore in the comics, right. really. Uh, um, but I, I, I just thought, you know, from not knowing really anything. I I just thought he did he he's, you know it's Christian Bale he's kind of legendary for doing what he's got to do to you know, method cre- actor yeah create a great performance you know losing tons of weight gaining weight I mean yeah. doing what right. he's got to do and and I don't think it's any different here I I I don't know behind the scenes like what he did I mean I'm sure he lost a ton of weight like he he probably you know doesn't like to take shortcuts with like oh hey just use cgi make me thinner he's probably i think still one of those performers that would just rather do it himself but yeah you know i thought his i thought his his character had some some good motivation here um i understood what he was what he was trying to do and why uh (laughs) all the way up until the end when he kind of realizes because Thor is not going to fight at that point. He's, he's, he's not going to do it. And I think Thor's actions at the end of the movie makes him see that, uh, what he wants more than anything is, is just, you know, to see his daughter again. Uh And so I thought there was actually a nice arc there for him. And it's something, it's the sympathetic bad guy. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's not the it's it, and it's, it's not too far off from the comics either. Like, there's still a, a few changes here and there. Like, instead of a daughter, it was a son. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, it, literally, he was like the last one left, and yep. the death of his remaining child spurned his hatred for gods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I like the fact that you know he wasn't a very that was Christian Bale and his um, puny version compared mm-hmm. to his Batman version. Oh, but yet, but yet we understood his power simply because of the sword. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was that was cool. You know? That, yeah, because that's that's directly pulled from the comics. The sword doesn't look the same, but it's very right, much right. like he got all of this power from that sword to do everything he's been doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, but it's a sympathetic. Like you said it's a sympathetic bad guy. Um, you know, so I can make an argument that it's not as maybe. Like uh, I guess it's not as there. There isn't maybe an attempt to, to really stretch and and be more ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um which I think might be a valid argument. That said, within the confines of what this movie is and what it's trying to do and the character, I, I think it's a it's a well-done character, an excellent performance that really elevates, I think, the movie uh, to its credit. Um, but I, I, it's hard because Marvel's done a lot of work in recent years, I think, with trying to really beef up their bad guys 
you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying it's always successful. I'm not saying they, they hit it out every time, but I think they, they really, uh, understood and heard the criticism after a mm-hmm. while about how the bad guys were, were pretty weak, uh, very bland kind of, yeah. uh, just very two dimensional yeah. often. And I, I really think they, they worked hard mm-hmm. to more often than not give complex villains that aren't just there to, you know, destroy the world. Now Thanos obviously was trying to, yeah, to do a lot, but you know, but his character was also very complex, and they mm-hmm. really worked. I mean, you could say that you know, for a lot of people, and in, in especially when you're talking about the Marvel movies in particular, I think that even to this day, and granted, it's not really been that long, but Th- but Thanos is is the, the giant shadow in which I think a lot of the bad guys mm-hmm. are kind of standing in because he they took great pains, especially with that first movie with Infinity War. It really was his movie. Um, and because of that, I, I think that there's a complexity there and you may disagree with his motivations and his goals and everything, you might think this guy's absolutely insane, but you, at the same time, you also understand where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing. And, and if you can do that with a lot of complexity, I think that's that's really, in some respects, I mean, it's just really you know, the gold standard. Yeah. You know. Well, I think alongside that as well is like a lot of these situations and uh, these characters, the bad guys that are really well done, their motivations are not that different from a lot of hero motivations. What happens to the heroes early on? Like, honestly, look at like Spider-Man, for example. Early on, he get he gets a lust for revenge for who murdered Uncle Ben, and uh, it's that divergence of when they separate from that path of vengeance to become heroes, but these characters are still kind of starting with that same path, but they keep going and go into that darkness. And that really kind of helps make these characters not only understandable, but kind of like the, you know, the other side of the coin that the heroes are that we're witnessing going up against them and it really helps make it more balanced compared to having some of these weird heroes that come out of nowhere with some janky motivation like oh god what malachi the dark elves from oh, <laughs> thor yeah. 2 some weird ass motivation for all of it. Very yeah. yeah like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I think when they do that kind of stuff, it really helps make it easier to give them the development, give them that side and understandability as well as just making them enjoyable characters to watch. Cuz like it's so easy to have a bad guy that just and who cares. Like and we've seen some of that. Yeah, and I think that that's that's what you you know. I mean, look, Malachi is probably one of the the blandest worst villains of any comic book movie. <laughs> um, he, him and uh, what was it, Ronan? 
I mean, him and Ronan are I mean, up there Ronan, as like two pretty bad villains. Ronan wasn't great. No, I think top three bad MCU villains was Ronan, um, <laughs> the Wasp. Sounds like sounds like a hot take not the coming wasp, on here. Um, Yellow Jacket. Oh, from uh, um, from Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was terrible, and yeah, and and Malachi like terrible villains. Mm-mm. Like their motivations are crap. Like one from Iron Man three. Oh God, <laughs> oh, let's not uh, get started Kilgrave. on that. Kilgrave. Kilgrave slash um, fake Mandarin. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was thinking uh, Guy Pierce's character. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, he's kind of the. He basically acts as a Mandarin. Yeah, true that. Because like the actor is posing as the figurehead, yeah. but he's not doing any of the actions of it all. Uh, that was that. that movie was bad. Yes. Yeah. Bad. It, it, well, <laughs> you know, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. I, I felt bad because I really think that had they done it properly, I think Kilgrave could have been. Could have been a really good villain. Oh, yeah. He because, could have been. He had some interesting setup. Yeah. But Guy Pierce, I think, he's a great actor. I really yes, like is. him. But it just, the script just wasn't there for him. Yeah. I really think what they should have done is they should have brought Sam Sam Rockwell back and done something Oh, there. God, yeah. That, I think, yeah. would have been... Sam Rockwell's a good actor. Yeah, they I could have done I something. I would have liked that. That would have been a good balance, I think, well, to Tony. Well, because they introduced him in, in the second Iron Man movie, and, and I think he would have been yeah. great if they would have taken that, that kind of stumbling, yeah. bumbling version of himself, you know, that clearly was a third-rate Tony Stark. And oh, very clear. I wouldn't even say third-rate. He was like fifth-rate. Fifth-rate Tony Stark, <laughs> and then found a way to kind of make his arc like one of – getting over Tony. I mean, redemption. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but like, I think, I think ultimately what we're saying here, cause we can better get back to the actual movie. Review. <laughs> but I think the whole point we're trying to make here, sorry for that tangent was that, um, that, you know, you have to have every, every villain, any villain, any, well, not even villain, any antagonist in a movie is, it's gotta be, it has gotta be complex. Um, because in some respect, uh, respects, I would say that you can have a you can even kind of have a bland hero, but if you have a really bland villain, that's the worst. Um, because a hero can be kind of bland, the villain could be amazing, and the movie could still work. But I think if you have a really good hero but a really really bland villain, it really it's hard. To go up yeah. against, fight somebody that's just as, as bland as, you know. Well, that's because people want to project themselves into the hero role. Yeah. So, like, if you have a bland hero, it makes it easier for people to project themselves into that role. Mm-hmm. That's why The Matrix 1 is really, works really well, is because, no offense to Keanu Reeves, Neo was a very two-dimensional, kind of bland character, while Agent Smith was actually a really well-done character, really well-done villain. And that's why I think, as an example, like you mentioned, that's how that one worked. At least how I would imagine it. Right. Right. So, I mean, ultimately, I think, yeah, that's what we're saying is just you got you to gotta have somebody that's that's good and, and got some personality. You can't be... You can't be uh, 
What was the the uh, dark elf? Um, you can't be a Malachi. You can't be. A, yeah, you can't be a. You can't be a Malachi. That's what I'll be for Halloween. Everyone will really recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, hey, hey, Rake, don't worry about trying to be dynamic as a villain because your face won't move. So <laughs> you probably have a better uh, better chance of being recognizable as the Sentinel from the first Thor movie. Oh, That's yeah. true. the Destroyer or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, Destroyer. Yeah, that yeah the freaking robot. Had oh, more. hey, yeah. Before we get ready to close all this up, let's uh, let's talk about. Um, are we going to talk about post credits yet or not yet? Uh, let's not yet. Let's talk about what okay. you were going to bring up there. With... <laughs> Um, did you, uh, did you, what, is there anything else you want to bring up about the movie? Um, no, I mean, not really. I mean, I, you know, you guys kind of said it all and I know I took a brief exit there for a second. Um, no, I mean, well acted, you know, I, and me personally, I thought it could have dialed down the humor a little bit. I don't mean the tone of the humor. I just think it was, <laughs> I think it was, it started to turn into more of a comedy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I watch it on Netflix or Disney or whatever, and they have, you know, what category this movie's in. It'll be like superhero, comedy, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I guess drama, a little bit of drama. Oh, um, but but I think, you know, I think it had more comedy than Thor Ragnarok. And then mm-hmm. I thought Thor Ragnarok was a little too humorous. I think I think by having it too humorous, I think it takes away from things. You know what I mean? I, I really do. I, Agreed. I, you know, and uh, but you know that yeah. you know overall it was great. I, I definitely I'll recommend it to anybody. As a matter of fact, I'm probably taking my kids to see it this weekend. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. I will say one of the reoccurring jokes that I really <laughs> oh my didn't like. Oh, didn't like. Oh, okay. Or I I just I thought was really weird and. Felt very forced. Okay, what was that? I don't get why the hell they made Stormbreaker uh, sentient. Uh, and like, where it goes up beside like him, he was like a, it, a, a jealous yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, kind yeah. Of deal. okay. Like, that was really. I thought I was like, okay, maybe like the first time I was like, oh, huh, that's kind of funny, kind of humorous, but, but then kept it kept doing it. Up. Yeah, and yeah. it was like. We've never had a situation where any of this, like, literally, there was interactions between Mjolnir and Stormbreaker in Endgame. See, this—that's the situation. You know, it's interesting you should say that because I actually talked to someone that said tonight, literally tonight, before the podcast, that you know he watches a lot of movies too, and he's kind of a geek like us. And uh, he said, you know what? He goes, I think it was too humorous. He agreed with me that he thought it was too humorous. Matter of fact, he brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thought he said really the only comedy they needed was the jealous girlfriend thing with uh, Stormbreaker and Thor. Like he thought that was the best comedy. Uh, that's weird to the, me. Yeah, I swear to God, he brought. That's what he said. No, I, I liked the the honestly the group dynamic of Valkyrie, Jane, Korg, and Thor was great in the humor there. Like when Korg was just a face. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that was so. Uh, 
I thought those ghosts were hilarious. Oh my God, Jordan, my wife laughed every single time they screamed <laughs> when they landed on that moon and just you hear, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. <laughs> That was that was probably one of the best recurring jokes oh, that kept popping up God. every so often was those damn ghosts screaming. Yep. Yep. That that's the kind of reoccurring joke and funny yes. that was I great. I agree with you 100%. I thought that was the best reoccurring joke. Oh, man. And that's and that's the thing, you know, that and that's I think the you know, I'll be honest, I can go back and I can watch Thor Ragnarok at any time. Right? And oh. I laugh all the way. Th- I laugh oh, all really? the way through that movie. I see when when I watch that movie. The only thing I'm really, I mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. My favorite part of that movie was the. Uh, I thought the music was better, and okay. I love and I love Guns and Roses, but I thought Thor Ragnarok when he landed on that bridge to fight all those guys. I thought that was that one was, of the coolest scenes yep. in MCU. Yeah. Period. I, I I'll give you that. That was definitely one of the coolest like. Cinematic. I, I'll be honest with you. Stores. I kept waiting for that in this one. I kept thinking, okay, it's got the comedy like Ragnarok, and you know, it's it's, it's very Ragnarok esque here. Mm-hmm. So, am I going to get that awesome battle scene with the awesome music? Like, is it going to build up to that and just make basically give me goosebumps? Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's really, you know, it's just a comic book movie, but like that scene in Ragnarok mm-hmm. literally. Just gets me, you know, gives me goosebumps every time. I get so fired up for that. As yeah. to where this one, I didn't get that in that final fight scene. I kept waiting for it. I mean, there was the music and there was the battle, but it just was not as impactful as it was in Ragnarok. Yeah, they they kind of did it in reverse this time because like they had it a lot more of like that moment I felt at the very beginning, mm. like when he first helped that. Uh, that group that shattered that temple. But, but I do like the fact that they stuck with Guns N' Roses. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that was really a cool idea rather than just jumping all around from, mm-hmm. you know what they I mean? They really stuck with like a Yeah, theme. yeah, exactly. I agree. Sorry, Michael, I cut you off there. I had to get that out. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I, I just, for me, when I watch Ragnarok, I just, I find it to be, to be consistently funny all throughout. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. It's one of those movies that I get a, 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 an amount, an intense amount of joy from watching it because of the comedy. But I also feel like there's enough dramatic meat on the bone in that movie as well. I think mm-hmm. there's more of a, there's more of a balance to me in terms of the comedy to, I guess, drama ratio as opposed to this movie where I just, I feel like it, like you're right. I feel like it's trying too often to just be comedy, 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 comedy. Uh, Other than that little bit at the beginning with Natalie Portman, when you, when you find out she has cancer, right, like, oh, that's a bummer. Right. But I feel like other than that, it's basically just constantly trying to tickle your funny bone. And there's one of these, it's one of those things where, sometimes the comedy can severely undercut mm-hmm. moments in which you need dramatic yep. tension. You know what? Her death did not affect me. I mean, you know what I mean? It, it didn't. 
it I didn't, didn't get choked up or nothing. I didn't get choked up. I mean, I was sad to, you know, because well, you right. know at that point what it means when she comes mm-hmm. back, you know, for that final go. And it didn't like, it didn't like, I didn't get like a, a you know, I wasn't sniffling or I wasn't as right, emotionally right. impacted. I was sad to see her pass, obviously. Uh-huh. But I think if the movie had taken a few of those comedic scenes out yes and had inserted a little bit more of that kind of very very serious moments to kind of really build up the tension there and then i think it would have made the ending more impactful that's where i feel like the comedy can really undercut moments because i've seen that in other movies and i've been critical at times of other movies in which there's a scene where there's a dramatic moment and then Uh someone comes in with a joke and it's like okay like I know you don't want it to be too dramatic, and but you can't be so afraid of these really impactful, serious, somber moments that you're always coming in and undercutting everything with a joke, and it it just it's just like pulling the rug out from underneath somebody. Agreed. You know. So honestly, if they that, took out some of those comedic scenes and whatnot moments and kind of fleshed out the moment in the hospital, yeah. I, I think that could have helped with that because I think fleshing that out a little bit more, like having them kind of having him spend a little bit more time with her there before flying off. Yeah. That, that, that might've helped give that a little bit more impact. Like they could have probably done this the way they did. If it wasn't for the fact that the previous two iterations we saw of Jane they were just poorly written, so nobody really cared for her character yeah. to, and, and those movies. So, like, if that was a little different. Like, honestly, I think if it would have been Sif, instead, I felt more worried that Sif was going to die. Yeah, right. Well, like, that one was actually kind of like, damn, don't don't kill off Sif. We just got her back. <laughs> like, right. I think they could have done something a little more, uh, let's say, heart-wrenching or dramatic with... Uh, uh, what should we call him? Son. Um, I just Elvis. Oh, Heimdall's son? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't Axel? figure out that's Heimdall's son until later, right? No, you find out pretty early on. Oh, was it? Yeah, like when he first did his, like, like because that's how he was able to go into the cage with him. Because, it, like. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, like, okay, yeah. I was thinking like, maybe earlier than that, but. um. I just think they could have played on that a little harder because I, I always yeah. liked Heimdall as a character. Not Agreed. like, you know, I'm glad he had a minor role because he's not that, you know. But I think that would have added a little bit more seriousness to it as well. Because there's only, you can only be so serious, here I go again, with kids. Agreed. You know, you get a you get a group of kids in a cage and, you know, sorry. He, but, he definitely had like moments where he could have probably take, taken it up a notch and like this serious or yeah. dramatic. Or, or what if he would have had a couple conversations with Thor about his dad, you know, yeah. prior, yeah. prior to being captured. And mm-hmm. he could have been. He was, he was young. He probably yeah. like, it's been years. Or, that, you know, if Thor would have pulled him aside and said, let me tell you about how great of a man your dad was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and no joke comes in, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> you <laughs> know, right. like. Well, like, right. not even, like, they probably could have had, like, some jokes, but just, like, him telling stories of yeah. Heimdall. Yeah, I think. Like, some of them could have been funny. Some of them could have been sad or yeah. serious. And like, it and didn't I, have to think, be. 
And I think that could have helped, you know, you could have replaced the comedy with some of that. And I, and I think he would have been a little bit more even keeled, which I th- personally think it should have been. Yeah. Agreed. You know, yeah. But, I think if you could do more like a 60, 40 or, or 66, yeah, 33, yeah. you know, comedy to drama ratio, but it feels this more was definitely like it's 70, 30. 80, 20. <laughs> you know. says. Although I will say, he's probably prob- right. Mike, you're probably right on that. Yeah, um, probably one of my favorite moments, though, even though they were kids, was when he gave them all temporary power of Thor. Oh, so you really you like that? I thought it. I did. There was only one reason I thought it was funny, and I enjoyed it. Was the little kid with the bunny. That straight uh, up was laser people. Once again, that once part again I think up. that we didn't need comedy in that part. I think we, you know. That's I fair. We, I think we could have had kids. I mean, that's supposed to be the bridge scene. Yeah. You know, and the bridge scene was, for the most part, pretty serious and just, ah, uh, you know. And, yeah. and when I see a bunch of kids doing stuff, I'm like, give me a freaking break. <laughs> part of it was like a blend of battle. comedy and part of it was also like, I don't know. It's kind of, to me, it felt like, yeah, they were the fact that he was able to give them that power to kind of laugh in the face of the fear that they had been experiencing. See, I thought that was the perfect opportunity, even though it would have been so predictable. I thought that was the perfect opportunity for guardians of the galaxy to show up. Uh, That could have been interesting. You know what I mean? If, if, uh, I mean, I think they would have just destroyed completely, you know, all the, evil demon creatures. I think that would have been an easy wipeout for them. But at the same time, I mean, you know, cause my, my gripe, one of my gripes was, is that could have been, could have, they could have had more screen time. I thought it'd been cool if they could have went in there and said, Hey Thor, do what you got to do now. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, then have that final battle with uh, Gore and make it, you know, a final battle, you know? So, but you know, that, that would have been too predictable. You know, matter yeah. of fact, I was waiting for it to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, what are they going to do? You know, he's not going to be able to pull this off. And there's no way kids are going to be able to hang with these demons. But obviously they did. Uh-huh. Um, I was expecting Guardians to show up and get a couple more minutes of Pratt Hemsworth chemistry and, you know, mm-hmm. Batista funniness and all that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. The thing I honestly kind of. Uh, towards the end there that I really didn't like when it came to the final fight for me was I don't like how they just MacGuffin the Thunderbolt in, uh, in place yeah. of mm-hmm. both Mjolnir yep, yep. and Stormbreaker. Good call, dude. I, I really don't like the fact that they just made it basically do the exact same yep. shit. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I get, oh, it's a running joke that, oh, he's lightning and you're thunder. No. Like, come on. Yeah. That, that to me, felt a little like, all right, you're really just kind of MacGuffining that. And yep. Now we have another all-powerful weapon. How yeah. many all-powerful weapons do we have now? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know. Four in this movie. It's, it's insane. You've got you've got uh, Stormbreaker. You've got Mjolnir. You've got Necrosword. Right. Yep, it's like... Now. The Thunderbolt. It was like, geez, yeah. does every character have to have this unstoppable weapon? Oh, and I'm sure Hercules, when he comes into the uh, stuff oh. in the future, will. Right. 
it's yeah, it's, something. it's insane. It's like, okay, like I understand, but because it gets to the point where it feels like these amazing, unbelievable weapons, which are like one of a kind, really aren't one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to get the Black Knight sword too. Yeah. The Ebony Blade, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're trying to do too many of these weapons yep. all at once. Yep. And it's going to become a problem. It detracts. Yep. It it, detra- it detracts because From you the go back in phase. Yep. If you go back in like the the first three phases of the MCU, mm-hmm. you know you think about the the weapons that really were amazing, right? It was really the like only Loki staff was, America's Shield, right? Yeah. And that and that was it. And it's because and like when they had them, it was it was it was clearly a big leg up in yeah in the whole. Yep. MCU and then Stormbreaker of course came at the tail end there of course but I mean you understood why yeah, yeah that one was at least showed it happening right yeah, yeah. Exactly. so I just yeah it's it's just it, right now it's like okay man okay everyone doesn't need to have an amazing yeah. legendary weapon <laughs> so because right. apparently we're gonna knock that down from legendary weapon to if we're gonna go through like you know uh, World oh Warcraft. and the fact that like yeah oh Mjolnir was just in a, in a little glass dome yep. at the very beginning. like yeah, Honestly pretty soon, speaking. Pretty soon all of these weapons will have been forged from one main weapon. Yeah. One source and they spread throughout the universe and only, you know. Yeah. Those with the I will say I didn't them. like how they did use Mjolnir in this. Like when she had it break apart, fly out. So you did back. like that? Yeah, I thought that was kind of oh, different. Okay. I, I thought it was an interesting take on how I, the hammer kind of put itself back together. Yeah, I, I could understand if it gets itself back together once or twice, but now it's like, oh man, Mjolnir can do this, Mjolnir can do that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, is Mjolnir going to turn invisible next time and, you know, knock people out? Oh, well, one of the things Mjolnir can do is be invisible when he has to, or it has to, and yeah, you know I what I mean? I. I, I liked it and then I didn't. I liked it when, you know, I thought it would all just come back together for her and yeah. that would be it. You know, it'd be solid and but then when it started Well they they needed it to be able to do that so yeah. that way she could shatter the right. necrosaur. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So like I don't know. I I, I enjoyed that part because I did like some of the fight sequences where it was flying out in pieces and taking out mass enemies. Yeah, I was actually able to see it in 3D. It was pretty cool. Yeah, like that that stuff was really cool. I did like that. Like it, it was it was a little odd that they chose to do that, but I was like, "Oh, I, I can dig that." Better than making the freaking Stormbreaker sentient jealous girlfriend. Yeah, right. Oh, well, yeah. it didn't help, you know. They decided to have Thor literally mount this axe and ride it off. <laughs> Like the the only time he's ever done that is that scene. No other time has he ever actually done that with Stormbreaker. Yeah, the yeah I gotta wonder if you know what I mean. That was strictly for just for yeah, the just one for, joke. It yeah. was it was it was like a it was like I mean totally They're like know, wicked witch of the wicked witch of the west or whatever. Kind of yeah, or like <laughs> they're just like we're screwing around and like all right, Hemsworth, how, try different ways of how you're gonna like ride like fly off with the. Or he's gonna... like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could ride this thing off? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, go ahead. That'd be hilarious. All right, done. Yep. So. Yep. Which is some of that improv- improvisational yeah. comedy is yeah, great and it works. Oh, yeah. It was Absolutely. great. It was I'm just, sure was... a lot of those guys do that. I mean, they're all pretty talented people. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to talk about the mid uh, mid and end yeah. post credits? Yeah. So let's uh, start with the mid credits. What do you guys think? Is that the Hercules one? Hercules one, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked it. You know, I like it anytime they introduce a. A, yeah, a big you, character. Yeah, you know, I, I always wondered, like, man, you know, Chris Hercules and all this, and he's always been like a C-lister in the Marvel universe. Well, yeah, anyway. but he's always been like Thor's best friend. Yeah, well, so I think, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember if he starts out as Thor's enemy back in the '60s and I then turns remember. into it's, his buddy. He's been around Thor a lot, so like, I think he, I think he's one of those deals where I mean, I'd have to look up his origin. I don't have a lot of his yeah. stuff. But, I mean, ultimately, obviously, he's going to be a bad guy in this one. Or whenever, if we see him again, he might yeah. get the Adam Warlock treatment. We don't know. Um, but it'll be cool to see him. Well, we're like, getting Adam Warlock. In yeah, that's true. Games, so well, we're lucky. Yeah. Um, but you know, I got to wonder how powerful they'll make him. They got to make him powerful. Oh my God! Yeah, he's actually supposed to be. On the the only problem I had with that is I am still sad we didn't get my ideal casting for that for hercules i would for hercules oh who do you i want? would have been ecstatic if they would have snagged henry cavill oh that would have been because like think about man of steel one where he like gets out of the water and he like first time you see him shirtless he looks like freaking hercules there like from the comics hercules he's got the grizzled oh. freaking look he just has that to me. Oh, I think it would no. be great to see him as Hercules. Dude, do you know who Hercules, you know who's playing Hercules? Yeah. Who is it? For- it's Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. I have not had a chance to see Ted Lasso. I have not either. Ted Lasso is amazing. I've heard I, I've it's heard great it. and I yep. need to watch One it. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Yep. Um, but I've heard. the fact that this guy is playing Hercules that's I might as well play Hercules, right? And I'm and I'm a I'm an absolute weakling. Um, wow, like uh, I mean, at least they didn't go out and get the Rock to play Hercules. That would have been so like, oh god. Uh, yeah. But let's put it this way: this guy's not a big man. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless I, I I can't even say unless. There's no way on earth that he could he could be big enough to be Hercules. So there's either going to be a ton of cgi later or they're just going to replace his face type deal a la uh green lantern or oh, i i don't know but you don't think they're gonna just bulk him up i don't they think they, try, they could dude. never that's make, a lot yeah this guy could never get as big as chris hemsworth okay no, like, yeah like he's not very like even in the the credit scene like you could tell he was like they had to use some like funky angles yeah, just to make him look, look remotely tough. close to the size yeah and like even if you're not looking at marvel comics anything that involves hercules this man is supposed to be one of the biggest yeah. toughest strongest men yeah well alive. gods yeah like yes. he's He's, he should be like the Hulk only. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, he's maybe like in yeah. comics and in lore, he's like slightly smaller than how what we've seen the Hulk look yeah. like. Yeah. Right. And to me, I think they they would have been smarter to go with Henry Cavill because I think yeah. they could have worked at least that Henry a Cavill lot better. Could look big enough to like. Yeah. Like, like this guy should be like Namor. That, yeah. Honestly, he wouldn't have been a bad name. No, he wouldn't have like, been bad at all. 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to have to strictly rely if this is going to be, you know, if they're going to bring him back as this same exact actor, <laughs> they're going to have to, I don't know what we're going to have to be like, well, he was created by Zeus or he is Zeus's son. So he just automatically has to have super strength yeah. and, and you'll just have to get by the fact that he doesn't have this just overpowering physique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. That's, and that's a shame because I mean, this, this actor, he's fantastic. He's oh yeah. Fantastic. I have like, he looks like he's from yeah. everything I've looked up. He's a great actor. I just, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not what I would have no, imagined for Hercules, and no. that's really unfortunate. Yeah, you have to be at least the size of Jason Momoa to be Hercules. Yeah. Like, Thanks. it's one of the few times I will ever say, like, you really need to, like, be very particular about who you yeah. cast and, like, how they look for it. Wow. Like, just, like, build-wise. Like we, they could have gotten, they got away with like Wolverine with Hugh Jackman yeah, being they very a, much different, but that, like, that's like at least he was shredded. Yeah, like at least he was able to like pull off the built look. This, he may be able to pull off the built look, but it will never look built enough. I feel like this guy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have to wait and see. You know, obviously yeah. they cast him for a reason, so they must have. And a I plan. thought I thought Russell Crowe was a little too. Uh, godfather mafia-esque <laughs> i mean okay. i get it yeah. once again we're it has to be a funny movie so let's make him act like a mob boss well i mean that's kind of zeus for you yeah that's true and I, zeus I that's, is not a serious character that's true and he is arrogant beyond all arrogant oh yeah but you know i don't know i just i you know i think i hate to say it, i think someone else could have played zeus it didn't need to be russell crowe yeah um and Russell Crowe, man, you want to talk about? I would say a shell of his former self, but I think he. I, swa- I think he swallowed that... his former self. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the fact that they made him like heavier, like you know, put on weight. That's true because he is old. Yeah, he's old and lazy. Yeah, like Zeus doesn't true. fight anymore. That's it seems. True. So I don't mind that. I just I don't know Russell Crowe. I was kind of expecting more from him, but I don't think he would was the best. Choice. No, I think I think they could have saved some money and thrown somebody else in there. You know what I mean? And it did just as effective. But whatever. But overall, that scene it was cool. It introduced Hercules. Whoever, whatever becomes of that, mm-hmm. great. Um, you, you know who it, I think would have been a cool great Zeus. I was hoping you were going to say Hercules, but oh uh, no, Herc! I already got my ideal choice for Hercules. No, it was Bale, or not with Bale uh, with uh, uh, Cavill. Yeah. Honestly, I who I think would be a great would have been a great Zeus, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian like it would have been a weird like nobody would have seen that coming because nobody yeah. would have thought of it. But like, I think he would have just his filmography shows that he mm-hmm. could have done some of the humor and some of the like intimidation, like trying to yeah. I don't know. I I, th- I, I would have liked that. That would have been great. I have a um. I have another. I have somebody else. That I think that would be a really good Zeus. Oh yeah, Zeus. Stephen Lang. Oh my God, I love Stephen Lang. Oh yeah, one of my yep. favorite I think actors. Stephen, I think I think Stephen Lang. Because remember, I mean, okay, it's been a few years here now, but go back and think about how jacked he was in Avatar. Yeah. Right. Well, then, don't don't ignore uh, what are his latest movies. Those right, thriller the, movies. Don't uh, breathe. Yeah, don't breathe and don't, don't breathe. breathe too. Even yeah. as old yeah. as he was in those, 
Um, you know, as much as I love uh, uh, Josh Berlin, yeah. I think he, I think this, I think, uh, what's his name? You just brought him up. Stephen later. Lang would have been the better cable. Yeah. He, Stephen Lang what, literally had the perfect look. look. Yep. For yeah, cable. it's almost like I'm born still, to be cable. Yeah, he was born for it, and I'm so sad that they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Josh Berlin. He's one agreed. of my favorite actors. But, yeah, there's sometimes when a guy just literally, you know. It's like, like Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Like, I yeah. cannot imagine anyone else yeah. doing that role. Yeah. Man. I tell you what, Stephen Lang is 70. Dude, is? I know. Wow. And he's still like, honestly, he still could whoop ass of 20 yeah. year olds. Like, yep. Yeah, he's in great shape for a older gentleman. Dude, yeah, it? and he's like, he's going to be in all five of the Avatar movies. Yep. Is he really? Have, yeah, yep. he, in wow. his filmography, he is cast, and uh, in his filmography, he has all the way through Avatar 5. Excellent. Like Which it. that's going to be probably the only good part about the, those movies oh, and the yeah, effects. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in 3D, it looked really insane. Oh, I'm sure. When I saw the trailer in 3D, I was oh, like, Oh, you mean wow. Little Mermaid? That's what I Because, <laughs> like, the, they, uh, I feel like you just can't come up with an original idea for these movies. Yeah. First right. one was Dances with Wolves. This one's going to be Little Mermaid. <laughs> yep. I wonder what the what the third one's gonna be. Uh, and then for the final credit scene, Michael. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you guys think of the final one? Um, I thought I I kind of expected it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I knew she was going to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was probably you know I actually was surprised that they didn't make mention of it when she died instantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or maybe they did. To... Maybe I missed it. But you know what I mean? That's. Well, somebody made a point of mentioning because of the fact that they actually showed the physical representation of Valhalla that there's mm. still that chance that these characters can come back in the future. Right. Or is she just going to be like a Jedi ghost? You know what I mean? <laughs> still be able to if talk they do before. that crap, I would rather have Heimdall come back as a Jedi ghost. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do the Force ghost or whatever. Yeah, just, you know, like Force yeah. ghosts, have you just Elba come back for that. I, I, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it was one of those things when, you know, when she died, you're like, yeah, well, you know, she's going to Valhalla. She died of Valkyrie's death. Yeah. Or Warrior's death. Yeah. Which means uh, Loki is there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he died fighting Thanos. It's true, but we didn't see him there. I I wonder if, you know, being that there's going to be something coming like that's going to be touched on again. Like they yeah. they would not have put it in there if they're not gonna bring it up again. Like that's too big of a thing for Thor lore and mythology. How about no Beta Ray Bill? <sighs> ah, yeah. Everyone kept saying since Thor Ragnarok, oh, there's Beta Ray Bill. He's on the build. You know what I mean? We're gonna see him here. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And isn't I he the original wielder him. of uh, Stormbreaker? Yes, much? he is. Yeah, it's like. Wow. I think they're going to save him for when they finally decide to let Thor retire. Yeah, I think. I think that's when they're going to bring in Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, if Beta Ray Bill's a normal looking person, I I can't imagine they would. One thing to turn Gore into a humanoid. 
You know what I mean? If Beta Ray yeah. Bill's a humanoid, then I'm going to be like, okay, now you've... Honestly, if they get, if like Taika Waititi is involved, I can't imagine he would because he's not afraid to do alien-like stuff. True. Part of me wonders if that the way Gore looked was Christian Bale's request. Maybe. It's possible. He's point. not unheard of for being a little dramatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could have been they wanted to do gore like he's supposed to, but he didn't want to. Mm. Maybe. It's possible. Like, I don't know. He he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would be down for a lot of prosthetics. Mm. Yeah, probably not. I think he probably would feel it would interfe- interfere with performance. Exactly. He seems like such a method actor that I mean, he would the only thing I can remember of him doing prosthetics for, though, so this probably goes against this very notion, but when he did, uh, oh, what was that movie that came out? Uh, was it Cheney? No, it was it was right after. Well, you're right. He did Cheney. Cheney had a ton of had a ton of prosthetics. Yeah, it was like more of a fat suit. Though. Right. Well, he did something similar with what's oh American Hustle. Um, back in what 2014? That was that that 70s uh kind of crime movie with I mean it had everybody in it. it had Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and mm-hmm. you know uh yeah you know he, he, he had a little bit, but that there was had, still his, a, uh, I think had, there was more of like they messed with his hairline and his body, not his did. face. He might have had like a prosthetic nose and stuff too. I mean, it's not anything close to what you would need to do you'd have to for yeah. gore right if, yeah. uh, okay i just read a thing here and it's from comicbook.com and taiki watiti said that you know the reason why uh gore isn't looking like gore it's because he looks too much like lord voldemort <laughs> okay which is uh, understandable because then fair. everyone would have been like oh he's basically voldemort you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. No, that, that's okay. It's fair. That is, I, I can give it that. That That is very fair when you look at Gore the God Butcher from the comics. Yeah. The only difference, of course, is the tendrils. Yeah. The but, like, that would have been really hard to do. And I can't blame him for not wanting to risk that. Yeah. Because look at the, was it, um, not the new mutants, but the uh, the Inhumans. We don't oh want to talk God. about it's, that hair. It's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like that, I I would worry about anything with tendrils slash tentacles or anything like that, not looking bad. Yeah, because <laughs> that's that's getting real hard to do. Something it, it makes me think back to like um, anything with like elasticity always is a struggle CGI wise. Cause like look at the original Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah, Mister Fantastic still looks a little odd when he stretches. <laughs> yeah like and that's honestly the worst cgi in that in those movies which is saying something right. on which one the fa- the original fantastic Four oh movies yeah with chris okay. evans um oh, oh, yeah. jessica alba i'm spacing on the other two's names ian oh god I'm spacing oh, his name gruffled yeah ian gruffled yep man he yeah. fell off the, he he fell off the planet it's because he did a lot of bad movies in a row. Really, I I, I remember he was in um. Oh, uh, what was he in? Wasn't he in like? Was it 
King Arthur. It's a King Arthur movie. Yeah, with uh, that he did, and it was not very good. Uh, yeah. Because it had oh, what's her name? Keira Knightley. Yeah, Keira Knightley. Oh yeah. In it as well, playing Guinevere, that was a a druid. She was a she was like an archer druid archer. Yeah, like it, it was a weird ass movie. Yeah, well, I think it was supposed to be a more what they would probably consider a more. Uh, Less of the fantastical version of King Arthur and more yeah. like the realistic version of King Arthur. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember yeah. That, that from a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, he yeah he definitely disappeared. Um, Looks like he's done a lot of TV stuff. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it then. I mean, we've, we've covered everything. Wait a bit. Um, <laughs> now we did. Yeah, we, covered, we, yeah we've, we've covered a lot. Went off on a few tangents there, but, you know, hey, that, that's what you get. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah, um, so for anyone listening that didn't have any of that background now, you know about Ted Lasso actors. You know right. about why, he, why Christian Bale doesn't have the alien look and et cetera, et cetera. Yep, exactly. Got to have that info. That's Some right. People may not know. Right, that's geek info. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everyone. Well, hey, thanks for for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the Freak Geeks podcast. All right. Good one. See you, geeks. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.